0: Welcome to Know My Faith, and my guest is Dr. Richard Hill from CJF Ministries. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for joining us again. Shalom. It's good to be with you again, brother. We talked a lot last time from your book, uh, Israel and Prophecy, and we kind of got, I don't know, we got a little bit uh, sidetracked, which happens all the time with me. Um, but I want to see this time, we want to get towards the end, and particularly because everybody's talking about end times, Israel and Prophecy in the end times. And uh, I've got this book. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called the ancient scriptures and the modern Jew by David Barron written in about 1901. I love David Barron. He's got a great, he's a great writer. Uh, It's amazing because I mean, written 50 years before the formation of, uh, of of Israel as a nation, but he says in here, uh, where are we? Um, He talks about, he says, prophecy is history written in advance. In order that in succeeding ages, men, by comparing the divine forecast in Scripture with the actual condition of things, might learn to know that there is an omniscient God. And I think that's, to me, that's one of the the greatest things about prophecy is so that people go, oh, this was prophesied. It did come true. There must be a God. I I love uh, prophecy, especially when I'm evangelizing Jewish and Gentile people
1: as well, because... I can bring the gospel right into prophecy and say, hey, are you watching the world and what's happening right now? Well, guess what? Yeshua predicted this. Yeah. I mean, Yeshua predicted COVID. You know, he predicted pestilence is going to be going around the world. It's going to be worse all the time. So I'm telling people, hey, get prepared for more uh, pestilences to, to show up because, you know, this is just the beginnings. This the, I call them the birth pangs of the birth pangs.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just beginnings of birth pains and it's going to get worse there's a sign of the times. i do i do a teaching on the sign of the times and and what's going to happen uh, right now what's happening but it's going to get worse as we go on and there's so many um uh, believers out there that don't have david barron's idea of prophecy and understanding it and making the connection with israel
0: that's that's the key. I think that's one of the biggest things, Rich, because um, when I'm reading, I mean, some of the online groups that I'm involved in, and you read what people are talking about the current time, I go, do you not read the prophecies in the Bible about Israel? You, you seem to be completely ignoring these things, and that's why you're making wrong mistakes with looking at the times.
1: And replacement theology comes from uh, that aspect of people not really understanding prophecy. And so they kind of just put it to the side instead of really trying to find out and study it, you know, and to realize that prophecy is predicting the future and that we have the future right here in our scriptures. You know, I got my Bible right here. Yeah. You know, reading it every day, studying it for the last uh, almost 30 years, the Hebrew and the Greek, and and learning from the great teachers, uh, especially you know, like uh, Arnold Fruchtenbaum, you know, was one of my mentors. But there's yeah. others as well, and just studying and learning and then, you know, putting it to application.
0: Yeah, and I think reading it, reading the scriptures over and over and over again, I was just saying to uh, Johan from Ariel, New Zealand, who we just chatted with before we uh, started recording this, Um, uh, I was looking at a video of a 97 year old, uh, pianist who had studied under Rachmaninoff and she says, she, she played this piece for him and he says, he says, you have no right to play it at that speed. She goes, but I've been learning it for three weeks. He goes, three, three years, you're still starting. And I think that because we haven't made friends with these prophetic scriptures by reading them over and over and over, we don't understand where we are. And that's where we start making those silly mistakes. Right, and
1: studying them as well, getting uh, deeply into them, like David Barron does in his books and his commentaries, wow. just f- fascinating uh, commentaries that he has, and how deep you can get. It's just phenomenal. But but this is all lost in our Christianity, you know, in the last what 50 years or so. It's just unfortunately, especially the last 20 or so, it's yeah. really just being pushed to the side, and it's like everybody more concerned about let's get big. Instead of let's get spiritual, let's get let's strong. Lord, yeah.
0: You know. So let, let's look at and and, um, and I'm assuming that this is all covered in your book, Israel and Prophecy, because I, I can't imagine that you've uh, left off the end times. But let's start with where Israel, the nation, is at the moment, because there are so many people saying, "Well, this is not prophesied because they're not following the Lord. This is a secular nation. Tel Aviv is the the center of many things that the Bible speaks against. How can? the current nation of Israel, be where it is biblically. Now, I got uh, two chapters in
1: the in the book concerning Israel today and what's going on today. Uh, and it also leads, that leads right into the Ezekiel War. So we'll talk about that later yeah. on. In yeah. Show. but Yeah, two aspects uh, for Israel today. One is the persecution. And we'll talk about that. I want to go to Psalm 83. And then the other aspect is the regathering of Israel that's going on uh, for the last hundred years. So those are prophecies that are already being fulfilled, but they currently still are being fulfilled. So let's go. uh, I love Psalm 83 because I think uh, there's a lot of uh, commentators out there that really don't understand the essence of the chapter. And the first eight verses is so dynamic, but you, you, when you, When you're looking at it in the Hebrew, we're seeing that it's in the present tense. It's not something that's happened just in the past, but that it's a continual war that is occurring against, guess who? The Jewish people and yeah. Israel. So let's go to it. I want to read it, all right? Excellent. All right, I'll just read the whole thing. Then we can talk about the nations that are going to attack and continue to attack. O God, do not be remain quiet, do not be silent, and O God, do not be still. So I'm in Psalm 83, one verse 1 through 8. For behold, thine enemies make an uproar, and those who hate thee have exalted themselves. They make shrewd plans against thy people, and conspire together against thy treasured ones. They have said, Come, and let us wipe them out as a nation, that the name of Israel be remembered no more for they have conspired together with one mind against thee, do they make a covenant? So it's not only against Israel, but it's against the God of Israel. Oh, yes, yeah. And who are these people? Well, in the ancient names, verse 6 through 8, talks about the tents of Edom, the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gabal, Ammon, Amalek, Philistia, with the inhabitants of Tyre, Assyria has also joined with them. And then it ends there, verse 8, they have become a a help to the children of Lot, and the children of Lot are, of course, Moab and Ammon, and they were uh, born by incest, so that's a a little bit of a, a problem as well. So here you see that these nations that are right around Israel have a desire to wipe them out. They don't even want Israel to be remembered, but it's a
0: constant war. It's not just one war in the past. In the in the English Bibles, it is, it's translated in the present tense, not in the past tense. Yes, yep. in the in the present tense. In the present those tense. Those who
1: hate thee, you know, they have exalted themselves, but they hate thee. They hate God. So it's present tense. Thine enemies make
0: an uproar.
1: That is present tense. They're making.
0: Is that the um? Is that the Psalm that the apostles quoted in Acts chapter four? Is it after they uh after they were um cautioned by the Sanhedrin, and they, they say, you know, the nations have come together against your holy child and your, your people, uh, and I love the part where it says, uh, to do what you have foreordained for them to do. Right. Uh They can only do what you said they can do, and you said about it in prophecy many, many years ago. And it constantly has been going on for thousands of years, and
1: this was Asaph. You know, a Psalm of Asaph, and that goes way, way back, thousands of years, and it continues on. But here's the worst part of it, where it says, "Let us wipe them out as a nation." They make true plans. They conspire together. They make a covenant. So they're coming together to come against Israel, and we see that even in our day today, John. I mean, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, today. And okay, so what are these nations today? Well, Edom, Moab, and Ammon. That's the ancient nation of north, north and west and central and southern Jordan today. It's on the west side of Jordan. So that includes all of Jordan. And then the Ishmaelites are Saudi Arabia. Uh, uh, the Hagrites, that's, that's from Hagar. That's Egypt. So Lebanon is Gabal. Amalek, remember the Amalek, they're the real yeah. tall guys, eh? right? They're, uh, they're from the Sinai Peninsula. And then you get Philistia, that's the Gaza Strip. Now you know prophecy was talking about the Gaza Strip. They're going to make war with Israel. Well, they had to. They had to claim the land for themselves. And guess what? Israel gave them the land in two thousand six. Yeah. And from that day on, when they gave them the land, what did they do? They, they sent missiles,
0: yeah. artillery into Israel. Since that, day. it's interesting when you when you talk about that because th- that prophecy could not have been fulfilled if Israel had not given them the land. Exactly, and Israel was pushed enforced into giving them the
1: land. Uh, but they also, you know, they also felt, well, maybe it'll work because it worked with Egypt. So maybe it'll work with these people, but it didn't. Yeah. They're a little bit more violent uh, than Egypt was at that time, I should say. But so you got Assyria also is joined with them. That's Iraq. And then some of Syria today. And look what's going on in Syria. Look what happened to Iraq. Iraq yeah. had to change. Bush, our president Bush, well, I should say my President Bush, not yours. <laughs> but my President Bush, George Bush, back in you know in the day he attacked Iraq after the attack came on the World Series, you know the World uh, Centers. So he attacked them, and now look at Iraq. Iraq has become more of a a backseat uh, place for Iran to be taking over now. You know, ever since that war, it's been chaos there. Yeah, and the yeah. United States did nothing, you know, uh,
0: nothing that benefited them yeah. in the long run to change. It didn't help at all, except in the fact that it's actually, again, forwarded this prophecy. Exactly. So the prophecy is, is being fulfilled, even yeah. as we
1: see in our current time. So anybody that says well this was one war a long time ago just isn't really making application for today and seeing what's going on in our know, well, speaking it. of
0: wars one of, i mean one of the big things that i think people miss uh, rich is the uh, the ezekiel war the gog and magog war and uh, i know a lot of people see that as the the battle at the end of uh, the tribulation the the battle of armageddon being this ezekiel war but that just doesn't add up does it no 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 not at all Uh, And also some believe that it is at the first half
1: of the tribulation period as well. Jacob's trouble as well. But uh, I don't believe that's true as well. I believe it's a war that could happen at any time. It's an imminent uh, event that could happen anytime. And as you go through the scriptures, uh, obviously we're not going to be covering all of chapter 38, 39 today. But as we go through the scriptures and read them, you can see that it is an imminent war. I mean, to me, it's very clear. And so in in my book, I cover all those aspects of both chapters because they're very important to go. You have to do both. Yeah. um, The rabbis, I don't know if you know this or not, but the rabbis believe that's two wars, two separate Ezekiel wars that happened at different times. All right. And because it's a different chapter and that's their reasoning behind it. And we're like, no, it's the same war. It's just chapter 39 is giving you more information some of the same information, but more details of other information. So, and
0: that's that's quite biblical because uh, even in the book of Genesis, it does that. You know, there are people that see chapter two as a follow-on from chapter one. You go, no, 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 no. It's 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 just giving providing more detail of that. But one of the other things is that I mean, when you've got Gog and Magog, Mag- Magog is the uh, the region which is Russia, uh, Gog being uh, a term like Pharaoh or uh, uh, Avimelech, which is the king of. So Gog is the king of Russia, the leader of Russia who attacks Israel with his conglomerate of nations. This is not the Antichrist attacking Israel. This is completely separate to that. And it's not all
1: nations that are attacking Israel. It's only six identified nations in Ezekiel chapter 38. And actually, I believe there are only five of them. Two of them are pretty much the same. they are provinces found in Turkey, but so I differ a little bit on uh, some of these other uh riders uh especially my mentors but uh that's okay it, it's okay to differ a little bit I mean when you've got happens, your own yoke yeah but when it happens we'll we'll we'll, we'll know you know well, it's, yeah. it's Russia it's Turkey well some don't believe it's Turkey but uh you know it, it's Russia and Sudan Sudan is another one that people don't necessarily believe that it, it's Sudan but um you know we'll talk about that when we get to that chapter if you want well what's I mean what is the purpose of that battle? It's a different purpose than the uh, all nations attacking Israel to wipe them out and kill them all. No. They want they want to uh, go in and steal all of the property, all of the the food, all of the cattle, all the gold, the silver. They just want the booty as the King James says.
0: Yeah.
1: And all that's all they want. They they're not going in to kill Jews although that will be probably a side effect you know there are going to be successful and actually why don't we go to that chapter right yeah. now let's yeah. go through it cuz we can come back to the to the regathering the regathering of Israel it, it, there's two major regatherings in the scriptures one is in unbelief one is in belief of yeshua yeah and the unbelief one is occurring right now and has been the last 100 years some some people actually like to go back and say well what about the regathering from you know, the northern country back, you know, Assyria and, and Babylon a long time ago, but that's not what these prophecies were talking about. And Arnold actually makes that very clear in his, um, you know, in his
0: commentaries as well, which I believe... he's like I will gather them again, making it the second... gather them in disobedience again, making it the second time.
1: Yeah, and there's a second time, and then there's a first time. The first time is pretty quite clear when you get to Ezekiel, which... We're going to Ezekiel anyway, so let's go to 38, Ezekiel 38, and then uh, there's a passage in 36 that we can talk about the regathering and also in 37, but I think 36 makes it really clear for people to see that it is in unbelief because yeah. they're gathered first, then they have tribulation, and then they get saved. Yes. yeah, so, And that's the order, and we have to pay attention in prophecy to order that's why uh, my book is, is Israel in Prophecy, a chronology. Right. Order of things. And I put it in order so that people can figure everything out. You know, because some people get confused about the Ezekiel War. It's called Gog and Megah. But there's another Gog and Megah War at the very, very end. You know, right before the Eternal Kingdom, there's a, there's a second Gog and Megah War. But they, they put the two together. They confuse right. it because of the names. And I'm just like, oi, vey, you can't put together uh, these these wars because of the name. It's the same name, but it, it, the idea is similar, you know. That's the whole point of of giving it. This is why
0: we need books like your book uh, that, that put it chronologically. I um, know Fruch- Fruchtenbaum's, Arnold Fruchtenbaum's Footsteps of the Messiah, which, which pretty much puts everything uh, chronologically as well. Uh, yours concentrating very much on Israel and prophecy and, and doing yes. that. That's the theology, you
1: know, Arnold and I have the same theology when it comes to prophecy and, and all that. So uh, I wanted to take just the prophecies about Israel because I knew people did not understand them. Yeah. And I really covered the, the pre-trib rapture as well to bring that in to show that the chronology shows that the pre-trib rapture is even correct as opposed to a post or a mid. At least in my view yeah and so i put that all together um the more i'm even studying uh, a pre-trib rapture as opposed to other views the more i'm convinced and just like you say i keep on reading the scriptures over and over again and teaching it and the more and more i'm convinced and the more i'm uh, i'm ready to go up against some of these post-tribbers and talk with them i've actually had i did i've done a a couple of uh, debates like that with some yeah, friends yeah. friends that are post-trib and all I do, I'm asking them some questions about it and put them on the defense. And it's like, they can't answer the questions. It's like, and the order, it just doesn't line up.
0: No, no but maybe people. that's maybe that's another podcast that we'll get to do on that as well. All right, all right. I'm already jumping to that. I yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So we're in, where are we? We're in chapter 36.
1: Chapter 38. Let's go to 38, Ezekiel. And actually, you know what? Yeah, let's just go through the first four verses. We won't talk about it too much, but then we'll talk about the countries that are involved. Again, the ancient names and then the modern countries. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, set your face toward Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I'm against you. O God, prince of Rosh Meshach and Tubal. Now you already mentioned. So Gog is the king, the leader, the pharaoh, of the land of Magog. Magog is believed to be Russia, and I believe that as well. Um, he's also the Prince of Rosh. Now, I don't know if you saw this in the news, but Putin came out, this is probably now a month or two ago, he was saying that Russia was originally called Rosh. And he actually just said Rus, R-U-S, as the beginning, but, but R-O-S is the same in the Hebrew as R-U-S. So he was actually saying the beginning of Russia is Rus, Roche. So I was fascinated by that. I'm like, oh, so now you're helping us to really understand, you know, that you are the prince. You know, if you're at the time of the attack.
0: Well, Uh, that's. I mean, that's the thing that's for me is really, really exciting. Is we talk about, you know, if if I was around in the days when Jesus came, when Jesus was born, you know, if we'd seen the prophecies fulfilled then, well, guess what? You're around in the days. It's. it, It looks like when the prophecies of his second coming are going to be fulfilled.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, the apostles, they all believed it as well. So did Shaul, Paul. Yeah. I think he it was going to happen soon. But later on in his life, you could see some of the rings. Well, you know, okay, uh, maybe not be
0: happening here in our life. Is Putin the current Gog of Magog? Are we seeing, you know, can we can we put the name on there and say, hey, that's that's Vladimir Putin. He's the one that's going to invade Israel. Well. Who knows? If
1: he's the one that happens, it's imminent. If it can happen any time, and he's still in charge at that time, well then yeah, he's the one. Yeah. Whoever's in charge at the time, that's what God is talking about. God knows, we don't know. You know, I don't know how long it's gonna take for the for the for this war to occur. But look at what's happening now with Russia going into Ukraine and what's the United States doing? You know, oh <laughs> you're such a bad. Guy, we're going to stop uh, sending uh, our, you know, all of our supplies to you. And you know, we're going to come back and blah, 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 this and that. And he's not going to do anything. We already know that, right? And Australia, what about the prime minister of Australia, the president? What are they going to do? Yeah. Nothing, right? Nothing. They're not no. they're uh, New
0: they Zealand's move- not going to do anything.
1: No, New
0: Zealand. Oh, that's right. You're in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put I'll put you in Canada. The, see, speaking of Canada, this is what we do. Yeah, this 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 is how we make a difference. I'm gonna withdraw all my music from Spotify. That's that's okay. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna protest Vladimir Putin invading by removing my music from Spotify. All right.
1: <laughs> Seriously. It's amazing. It so is. anyway, I think the best way to do that is just to preach it, teach it so that others will know. I mean, you know, you're seeing people actually now we're seeing a lot of truckers around the world. They're standing up to the mandate. So, you know, praise the Lord. Uh, but I don't know exactly what's going on there. So I can't really, you know, uh, talk about it. But anyways, yeah. no, let's go but the on. other
0: thing is, is no matter who it is, we have to get to this point where Russia with a coalition of nations invades Israel. That's got to happen before the tribulation. I think it's going to happen before
1: the rapture. Uh, And that's only a personal guess in the book. I talk about both events are imminent. They could happen at any time. Yeah. But I really believe that the Ezekiel War is going to help the world move into a one world order faster. And the tribulation period as well, uh, they'll have a great desire after this war to bless Israel, at least temporarily, you know. Uh, you know just a little bit of time frame and you know let them build a temple let them have a a covenant with anti you know messiah and uh, so the world will be all excited about that and happy and it'll be kind of like the nebuchadnezzar effect you know nebuchadnezzar was like well go back to your nation i'll send you back and but don't forget to you know do some sacrifices animal sacrifices for me too you know Yeah. Right? I'm blessing you guys, so, you know, have your God bless me too, you know? Is it is
0: a significant thing that the Bible prophesies that the Antichrist will sign a treaty, a peace treaty with Israel? It's not, it's not Israel signing the peace treaty with the Antichrist. It's the Antichrist signing the peace treaty. And it's to me, I'm reading that recently, and I'm going, this is almost like uh, the Antichrist going, Israel, please, please stop beating us up when we attack you. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll let you do what you want to do. We, I, I, you know, I want to sign this peace treaty with you for my sake.
1: Because um, that's what I'm saying in the book. Um, but we don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly. But yeah. it does kind of lined up nicely. If the Ezekiel War, I mean, the end result is God wipes out Russia and Sudan and Iran, uh, top three nations that are out of these attack. I mean, what's the world going to think? I mean, they're going to be mind boggled out of their, you know, they're just going to be out of their minds and, and trying to figure out what's going on, you know, because God's going to rain the fire from heaven. It's not Yeshua on earth, you know, spilling out his uh, atomic or neutron bomb out of his mouth and just wiping everybody out. It's, it's fire, brimstone coming from heaven, just like in Egypt in the olden days, you know, uh, with the 10 plagues. So that's the thing. God's going to judge them from heaven. So the world's going to recognize there's a God of Israel. They're going to wake up to that. It doesn't mean they're going to get saved, that they're going to believe in Yeshua. Uh, Possibly that could be another awakening for the world, but they're going to recognize, hey, this God just took out Russia and Iran. And, you know, what about us? Maybe we're next.
0: So let's do a peace treaty Let's be nice to Israel. That's the way I see it. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Is that is that the world is signing the peace treaty with Israel, and we need
1: a one world order, and then we need a one world religion, and we need to get it all together. And they already want that right now. We know it's already in 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 uh, you know in the works. It's been in the works for the last hundred plus years of this one world order and. Yeah, uh, one world government, but one world religion as well is really moving forward too. Well, they've
0: got that new uh, that new centre in uh, is in Abu Dhabi, which has a, a mosque and a synagogue and a cathedral uh, built in the one place. So it's it's the the tri religions in the one place. But again, yeah, you know, if I use the, the whole Facebook Facebook theology is wonderful because people always get it wrong, um, but they're they're going. Don't you realise the Pope has done this? Don't you realise this? Is? And I go. It's got to happen. Why are you trying to stop
1: it? It's got to happen. So um, I think you're also going to see that on the Temple Mount. You know, you're going to see the mosque, you're going to see uh, the temple, but you're also going to see a cathedral. You think so? I, I think so. Oh, yeah, because the Pope is really pushing for Israel to get their temple. Yeah. And, if he helps them to get the temple, well, then guess what? They're going to be reciprocating. Well, why don't you, you know, make a make a because there's 40 acres of land there. They can easily put another building up.
0: There's plenty of space. Plenty of space, no problem. Let's let's get back to um, so I mean th- these things are uh, being prophesied. Israel's particular. So we've got this battle with Russia. Which Israel wins? Uh, At some point after that, the Antichrist signs this peace treaty with Israel, which leads us into the tribulation. What's Israel doing in the first half of that tribulation? Wow. Well, Israel is at peace with the world in a sense. But Israel
1: is going to be under God's judgment, just like the rest of the world. And I don't know if there's a lot of preachers out there that are preaching that. So what happens to the world is going to happen to Israel as well because Israel is being judged by God because of her past sin as well. And the the main aspect of that is by not believing in Yeshua 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So this is the major judgment uh, that's coming upon Israel. And that's why uh, it's called Jacob's Trouble. You know, Jacob is is another name for Israel. And Israel, is they're going to be in trouble uh, with
0: the Lord as well. So you see Jacob's trouble as Israel being in trouble with the Lord. I've always seen it as being particularly the second half of the tribulation uh, when the Antichrist turns against them and wars against them. I've always seen that part as Jacob's trouble.
1: Yes. In the first half, though, there's a lot of other things going on. You have anti-Messiah fighting against three uh, three of the, not nations, but three of the kingdoms. Yes, And so uh, there was wars going on. All of those, when you go through the book of Revelation, you see God's judgments upon the world. It's going to happen to Israel as well. So there's a lot of bad things that are going to happen to them as well. Uh, But in 1 Thessalonians, you know, they talk about peace and safety. When peace and safety is mentioned, you know, then all hell is going to break loose. Well, that's the beginning of the tribulation period you know it's 7 years long it's all god's judgment all 7 years not half of it yeah. yes half of it towards israel certainly because then the focus now becomes israel in the second half even though he's judging the whole world and that's why it's so important to understand that there's scripture there in daniel uh, chapter 9 you know verse 24 to 27 those are the famous section of scripture but Yep. What I'd like to bring out is that it's you know he's telling Daniel, he's saying, this is about Israel and Jerusalem. Jacob's trouble is all about you guys, because God is bringing Israel to salvation in the end. And even in my little chart I have in the book there, right at the end of the tribulation period, that's when all Israel will be saved. And we praise the Lord for that. Yes. And they're the ones that actually call Yeshua to come back. In his second coming, they have to call him back. That's in Matthew 23, right at the end of the, of the chapter, you know, before you get to chapter 24. He's saying, I'm not I'm not going to return, you know, Baruch HaBal B'Shem Adonai. Yeah. you got to call me to come back. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So you have have believers there on earth calling Yeshua to come back. That's why you can't have a post-trib.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that in that second half of the tribulation, when Israel is fleeing the land, they're running from the Antichrist and his armies and, and battling and and heading off to, uh, to Petra and wherever. I can imagine that they are crying out to the God of Israel for that whole three and a half years until they get to the point at the end of it where they cry out to Yeshua, the Messiah. God of Israel. The, uh, the whole time that we're going, it's almost like, and we see this so often, it's like, I'm refusing to admit, I am refusing to admit that Yeshua was the Messiah. I'm going to keep calling out to my God, and I refuse to admit, and then, but after three and a half years of it not working, right. they're finally going to say, Blessed is the one who came in the name of the Lord, come yes. and save us.
1: Amen, brother. That's a great way to put it, because it's going to be three and a half years of anti-Messiah attacking the Jewish people all over the world. So they're going to be hiding just like just like it was in World War II. they They're going to be hiding. People are going to be hiding them. Um, You know, you see in the end there uh, when Yeshua is breaking up, you know, into the sheep and the goats at the very end. And he says, you know, hey, you guys, you're helping my brethren during the tribulation period. So a lot of people don't understand there's a third group there. And I was talking about the Jewish believers at that time. And he's like, okay, hey, if you're helping them, then obviously then those Gentiles are believers. They're helping the Jewish believers hide, help taking care of needs and whatever they got to do. Because the anti-Messiah, I mean, the anti-Messiah has a worldwide web yes. of, of you know, cameras and and all these evil people are going to be a part of his niche. You know, yeah, we
0: watched those it. cameras going over the sky the other day, courtesy of Mr. Musk. They're very impressive.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have cameras now on every corner of every street, major yep. street at our red lights. You know, so they're going to be documenting and tracking and watching. So, but but still, people will be able to hide. Jewish people will be hide. Gentile Christians will be able to hide as well. Uh, some are going to be fighting, though. I think there's going to be fighting going on uh, during that time period as well. So, uh, But Israel is going to be—there's some fascinating information that goes on in Israel in the first half, because yep. you have two witnesses who are Jewish. I believe they're Jewish. Not not everybody believes that, but I believe they're Jewish because they're, they're located—their home location is Jerusalem. So, but yeah, those two witnesses, they're preaching the gospel. Fire comes out of their mouths. I mean— that's pretty jewish
0: right there right <laughs> uh, yeah. and all of this again when i mean if we go back to that original quote from uh from uh, david baron that th- the prophecies are written so that people will recognize that god is god and these that's prophecies exactly. about israel when you see this happening in you know um in the uh the gulf war with all those scud missiles uh, i read a report the other day the official scientific reason why none of those missiles hit anything or damaged anything bad or killed anyone in Israel during that. Do you want to know the official scientific reason? Yes. What was it? That was lucky. (laughs) They couldn't put it down to anything else. The number of Scud missiles that were fired, the, the lack of effect, they cannot, they cannot acknowledge the divine. And so they go, well, that was lucky. But the purpose of the prophecy is for you to go, no, it wasn't lucky. It was God. That's right. And then you make the connection to Yeshua,
1: the Son of God. He's the one that died for our sins, resurrected on the third day. We need to believe and trust in him, repent from our sin, and believe that God is holy, righteous, and just. I mean, that's the gospel. Go to the gospel after that. Recognize God is the one, and then Yeshua is obviously the one. And then for us as believers to make application in our life to say, hey, you know what? Prophecy is being fulfilled right now, and there's not a lot of time. We need to get about God's business here on earth. Telling people about prophecy, telling people about Yeshua, of course, leading into that, you know, leading into Yeshua. And that's what I do. I use prophecy to lead into Yeshua and in the gospel. Yeah. It's easy to just to talk about, hey, have you? do you see the craziness of this world right now? With COVID, and all, well, guess what? You know, Yeshua prophesied this in Luke chapter 21. He talks about uh, the pestilence yeah. and how it's going to get worse all around the world. He talks about it right now. I yeah. mean, and there's, there's prophecies of some prophets, you know, from New York City. The one guy said that, that New York City is going to get shut down. Everything's going to be shut down and people won't be in the streets. Well, it happened in Las Vegas, too. The whole city was shut down. Uh, the strip was completely empty. There weren't people yeah. there. I mean, you could drive up by, you know, they didn't block it up. You could drive up there, but it was completely empty. Nobody was there. And it's like all because of COVID,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. virus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, back in Obama's days, we had, uh, what was it, SARS, and 60 million people in the United States got SARS, and they did nothing. Yeah. To help any- why are we doing it on that? Well, because of one world order. That's why. They're getting ready for the one world order. Go to the UN site. Go to the UN site. You can find out information there very clearly stating we want a one world government by the year
0: 2030. Yeah. But the thing is that that what we really need to do, and let's just finish with this, is that We need to know our scriptures more than we know what's on the UN website or what's on this website or how many people have died from the COVID vaccine or all of these things. We need to know our scriptures because it's the scriptures, the word of God that is going to impact people. Conspiracy theories aren't going to do it.
1: Right. And that's why I wrote the book. It's all about scriptures. And I just tie it all together. I have 150 sections of scripture that talks about Israel and prophecy. I mean, that's uh, 27% of the Bible talks about prophecy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And mostly about Israel.
1: Mostly about Israel. Not everything. Of course, you know, the church is involved, and, and that's okay, too. I mean, <laughs> but prophecy is a big portion of the Bible, and yet people will just dismiss it like it's nothing, and you can't. It's God's Word. Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy, Right. So that means he's the very essence of prophecy. It's about him and what he's going to do, and he's going to set up his kingdom. That's what we need to be looking. for. That's
0: what we're looking forward to. Yeah, the millennial kingdom. Rich, thank you so much for your time again, and we will we will talk again. Yeah, hey, if people want to get the book, um, uh, we'll put a, we'll put a, a link in the description with the video, yeah. and they can just contact you directly.
1: You can get Kindle and all that as well. It's on Kindle and those sorts of things, so you can get. You know, instead of just buying it through the mail, you don't want to send it through the mail.
0: Mail here in the United States out costs like 80 bucks just to send a book or something, you know? 80 bucks for a 20-buck book sort of thing. So anyway, click click the link, uh, find out more about the book, and uh, we'll be talking to Dr. Richard Hill about other things in future podcasts. If you like what we're doing, please do click submit and and subscribe and all that sort of stuff. Check out uh, Rich's other material in the link below, and God bless you.